Welcome to the Craft Room Podcast. Today I'm going to share with you my top five must-have items to start stamping with a few bonus pro tips. This is episode three. Welcome to the Craft Room Podcast. I'm your host, Dawn Lewis, professional crafter, craft teacher, and all-round craft enthusiast. This podcast will help you get great value from your craft supplies and perhaps help you discover new techniques, ideas, and products to take your crafting to the next level. There is so much craft to talk about, so let's dive right in. Hello, thank you for joining me in the craft room today. Now here I was with only the cat to talk to and now here you are. Last week we talked about card making and my top six must-have items for making a basic card. If you missed that, check out episode two. A lot of card makers become stampers. So today I thought we'd talk about stamping. Specifically, exactly what do you need to start stamping? Naturally, there are a lot of options as with card making. So I'm gonna try and break it down for those of you who are just starting out or contemplating starting out in the world of stamping. Number one, stamps. It seems obvious, but of course this has to be the first thing on the list. You can't stamp without them. But before you race out and buy up big or, or get overwhelmed by choice, I thought I'd run through the different types of stamps just to give you an idea of what you're looking at. So firstly, rubber stamps. They have been around for a very, very long time. Mostly you'll find red rubber, but I've seen gray and purple and it would not at all surprise me if there were other colors around. Rubber stamps come presented in three ways. You'll find them on a wood block or easy mount or completely unmounted so just the flippy floppy red rubber section you do need to have them mounted with some sort of backing or cushioning and easy mount is the best stuff you can mount them yourself and one side is super sticky you stick that to the red rubber and the other side is for clinging to your acrylic block rubber stamps are very high quality they stamp amazingly well, so much detail. Consequently, they are pricey, but they are the great quality and you're getting what you pay for quality-wise here. The next one is clear stamps. Clear stamps are much newer and they are so widely available these days. The advantage to clear stamps is that you can see exactly where you are placing the image when you stamp before you commit to actually putting it down on your cardstock or paper. They usually come in a slim packet mounted on acetate so they don't take up a lot of real estate in your craft storage. Clear stamps are not all equal though and the quality can vary depending on the material they're used from. There are three main kinds of clear stamp. The first is photopolymer, also known as polymer for short. And these take ink really well. They're gonna last a long time. They're excellent quality and they're still quite affordable. They're the most expensive of clear stamps though because they're made from the top quality photopolymer. The next one that you will find is acrylic and it should say on the packaging what it's made from. If it doesn't say on the packaging, chances are it's silicon, but we'll get to silicon. Acrylic stamps can be excellent for mixed media. If you're working with paint and mediums and ink and thicker stuff, acrylic stamps actually work really, really well. They are okay, they are good budget stamps. They're not as high quality, they're not going to last as long and they don't ink up as well as fast as polymer stamps. But if that's all you've got, 
it will do. The last one is silicon stamps. As I mentioned, usually silicon is used for the cheapest, cheapest, cheapest of stamps. It can be really hard to ink up. It doesn't always stamp really well. And it's often what you'll find for those freebie stamps that are on the covers of magazines because it's the most economical kind of clear material that you can make stamps from. So if you're going for clear stamps and you want something that's going to last, you want to go for quality, then go for the photopolymer. The next one is foam stamps. Now these days they're not very common and they're not commonly used by card makers. However, every now and then you find a really cool foam stamp, usually in a kid's craft section, and think to yourself, hey, that would make a really cool background. You know what? Who am I to deny you? Get the foam stamp. You can use them with ink and you can use them with paint. They may not transfer really, really well, but you know, give it a try. They're inexpensive and they might just be what you're looking for. Now, do you ever remember carving potato stamps in art class in high school or for your kids for an art project? Carving stamps from erasers is a very cool thing. I've seen some really impressive stamps that have been carved by people. They're kind of rustic depending on your carving skills and the quality of your tools. But if you need something custom, they can absolutely hit the mark. Lastly, we're going to talk digital stamps. A digital stamp is kind of like clip art. It's going to be a JPEG or a PNG file. And you mostly most of the time with them, you can enlarge them. You can change the sizes of digital stamps. This is a really good advantage as well as the fact that they are usually very, very cheap because nobody actually has to manufacture anything. It's a file. It also takes up, well, no room at all. The only room it's taking up is on your hard drive. I will say digital stamps, you need to print them before you color them. And usually they print out in black. So you need to have some photo editing skills if you want to merge them together or change the color or change the opacity to do no line coloring, that kind of thing. But overall, they're very, very simple to use. A word of warning, though, you really do need to make sure that you have them backed up just in case you have some sort of catastrophic file failure. You want to have them backed up, especially any digital stamps from companies that have closed down. A lot of digital stamp companies have been closing over the last few years for a variety of reasons, but uh, I, I still love Digi stamps. They're super affordable, resizable, and you can just print them over and over and over again. When it comes to choosing stamps, I have a few pro tips for you. Firstly, when you're looking to purchase a stamp or a set, Look for images and sentiments that you are going to get a lot of use out of. If you can't instantly think of at least three ways that you can use that stamp, then you either need to think harder or move on and consider a different set. Stamps can be expensive. Now, if you're looking to make a card for a rock climber and you spend $17 on a wood mounted rock climbing stamp, and trust me when I say $17, I'm being conservative, but then you only use it once, that is a really expensive card you just made. You could have bought one for less money and you're not going to have this rock climbing stamp sitting there in your stash, not knowing what to do with it, taking up precious space. So one of my most used sentiment stamp sets is called All Occasions. It's by Darkroom Door. It's an Australian stamp company, which is why I particularly love this set, because it has Australian spellings and Australian occasions. Yes, it has occasions that people in other countries can use, of course, but I don't need Halloween or St. Patrick's Day or spring break or fall or Thanksgiving. We don't do those here. Yes, we do have autumn, but we don't call it fall. And I don't know anyone who has ever sent a St. Patrick's Day card. I like this set because it has 40 sentiments and a bunch of mini icons. I have been using it regularly for years. 
possibly eight years, I've been using it a really, really long time. And I've really had my money's worth from that set. So while it is a top quality, excellent rubber stamp set and it cost me quite a bit I've used it so often that I've really had my money's worth from it so think about the types of cards you want to make most often and try to go for sets that are going to be the most versatile within those styles of cards it can be really helpful to google brand names and set names and let's say you have bought all occasions by darkroom door you could google that or go onto pinterest and have a look for it and you could actually create a pinterest board with lots of inspiration giving you ideas on how you can take this set that you've just bought and use it and really, really get your money's worth out of it. Number two, acrylic block. If you are stamping with unmounted rubber or clear stamps, you are going to need an acrylic block. The good news is they come in lots of different shapes and sizes and they're pretty easy to get your hands on these days. If you are using or buying large stamps, you are going to need a large block. But if you prefer the cute little teeny tiny stamps, then you can probably get away with a small and a medium block. Acrylic blocks are super easy to use. All you do is you peel the stamp off its acetate backing and you place the flat back of the stamp onto the block. It'll cling there while you ink it up, you stamp it down and then you clean it. Then you just peel the stamp back off the block, put it back onto the backing sheet and you're done. Now, if there does come a time when your stamp no longer sticks to the block, it could be one of two things. Your block may need to be cleaned. Uh, I like to use hand sanitizer to clean mine down. It works a treat. Otherwise, it could be your stamps that need a clean. So with clear stamps especially, they pick up oils from your fingers, fluff and fibers and fuzz and all little tiny bits that float around in the air and they can lose their cling. The best way to clean them is to give them a little wash. Now don't do this in your sink, perhaps do this in a little container because the last thing you want is for a little stamp to go down the drain. So in a little container, lukewarm soapy water, give them a rinse and just lay them out and let them dry naturally. Don't try and dry them or you're going to get fibers all over them and start again. They should cling to your block again, good as new. It's a similar story with your rubber stamps, that easy mount backing, only I would just wipe down the easy mount backing rather rather than dunking the whole thing in soapy water because I don't want to compromise the adhesive that's sticking the rubber to the easy mount. Of course, if all else fails, you can apply a tacky adhesive to your acrylic block. But honestly, in all the years I've been stamping with acrylic blocks and with clear stamps, I've really never needed to do that. Just a good wash and they're all back to normal. On the subject of acrylic blocks, you might hear people talking about stamping platforms. Now I have to say, these are an excellent invention, especially if you have trouble with your hands, like limited flexibility or some pain or tremors or the shakes. They let you double stamp, which is great if you miss stamp often, like I used to do. And you can stamp in the exact same place. But while they're a great toy and a great invention, they are a little on the expensive side, especially when you compare the price to the cost of a simple single acrylic block. Now, if you decide that stamping is for you and you want a stamp positioning tool, more power to you, absolutely go for it. I started with a Stampamajig, was my first stamp positioning tool, and I actually still use that. It's a square corner, a right angle corner, and there's a matching piece of plastic that is also squared that goes in the corner, and it's a brilliant tool for rubber stamps. So I can line up a stamp on my block, uh, on my acrylic block, and when you put it on acrylic block, you just, you don't know how it's gonna stamp. So I would put it in the corner of this Stampamajig, and then I can place the plastic where I want it to go, pull the plastic away and then use that corner as a guide. It's a brilliant tool. I've used it in some videos. I'll actually pop a link below to one of the videos so you can check that out. 
Uh, I also own a Sweet Petunia Mini Misty and a Tim Holtz travel stamp platform. I like both of them for different reasons. You know what? I think we'll go into this in a more advanced stamping thing. But needless to say, stamping tools are great inventions. You do not need one. They're a want. The only time I would say you need one is for those who have issues with their hands who actually find it easier. Number three, cardstock. You have to stamp on something, right? And it's usually cardstock of some description. The type of cardstock that you stamp on should actually be closely related to the type of ink you're using and the kind of coloring medium you want to use. So if you're gonna color a stamped image with Copic markers, it's best to stamp on proper blending card. If you want to use watercolor pencils, it's best to stamp on watercolor paper. If you want to use pencils, it's best to stamp on something with a little bit of tooth. If you're creating your designs by stamping with colored inks, best to stamp on non-textured cardstock. It's actually amazing how many stamped images you can fit onto a single sheet of A4 cardstock. Sometimes you might want to fussy cut those images out and sometimes you might want it to be centered on a panel, in which case I would say cut the panel first, then stamp. Then you can add the panel to your project. Number four, ink pads. Again, it seems very obvious, but ink pads. There are so many different kinds of ink pads. Oh my goodness, there are so many. I have a free downloadable guide to the different types of ink pads over on my website just because there are so many and it can be good to have this printed guide in front of you or take it with you when you are shopping. Choosing the right ink pad is actually really important because they're formulated for different uses. You can stamp with black ink to color your image or stamp with a pale color for a no line coloring effect. Some stamps like layering stamp look best when stamped with colored inks. They come in lots of different shapes and sizes. So if you're collecting colored ink pads, mini ink cubes can actually be a very affordable way to start your collection. Uh, and if you wanna do heat embossing, rather than buying a bunch of colored embossing powders, you can just have clear embossing powder and use it over a colored ink pad. The other bonus is mini ink cubes take up a lot less storage space. Some ink pads have more than one color, so you can stamp an ombre or a rainbow effect. Some are square, some are oval, some are rectangles, some are cat eyes. They come in all different shapes and sizes. It can make storage a little problematic because they vary so much from brand to brand, but you actually don't need very many ink pads to start with. I would actually recommend a good black ink depending on the coloring medium that you want to choose. Again, check out that ink pad guide to help with that. So don't forget to go download that later. If you want to do heat embossing or watermark effects, a clear embossing ink is a really good investment and it's often available as an ink cube, so it doesn't have to be really expensive. And when you're choosing colored inks, have a think about your favorite colors and the kinds of images you want to stamp and start with those colors first. So if you're all into pink roses, start with pink ink pads. Number five, stamp cleaner. It's important to clean your stamps after every use. You cannot imagine the frustration in my early days, or maybe you can, where I've gone to ink up a stamp in bright yellow with my brand new yellow ink pad, only to find the stamp hadn't been cleaned and now I have black ink transferring onto my yellow ink pad. Yes, the struggle is real. So make sure that you clean your stamps after every use. I've used a few different cleaning methods and products over the years. Back in the old days, I would uh, get an old toothbrush and scrub my wood-mounted rubber stamps with some soapy water <laughs> under the kitchen tap. Can't say that's good for your stamps in the long run. I don't recommend it. 
But these days, one of the favorite things that I see people using a lot is baby wipes. Again, I'm going to have to say, I don't recommend those. They are prone to leaving behind these little mini minuscule fibers, which can dry on your stamps. They show up next time you ink and stamp. They cause imperfections and the occasional swear word. So my favorite two ways to clean stamps are two steps, but they're super effective. The first is to purchase a stamp scrubber. I have one that's at least 15 years old. It's called a magic carpet. You can actually find a product that is the exact same finish as a magic carpet. You wouldn't believe it in the painting section at Bunnings. I will put a picture up on the blog. So check out the show notes for a link to that. But it's this cool little kind of fuzzy nap thing on a plastic backing. And I've had it 15 years and I just, when it gets too super inky, I just clean it with dish soap under the kitchen tap and and use it again. And it, I don't think it's ever going to wear out. Um, but what I'll do is I use it dry. I spritz it with a little stamp cleaner and conditioner up on one end of it. And I will scrub my stamp clean up there. Then I'll scrub it dry down the other end where there's no stamp cleaner. Then I will just stamp the stamp a couple of times on some scrap paper to make sure it's really really clean and amazingly it sometimes it's just that two or three stamps on scrap paper that does the trick and gets it completely clean so I'll just keep stamping it until no more ink comes off which doesn't take very long the other option is which is also really popular is to use a chamois so like the ones you use on your car to take all the water droplets off your car when, you know, somebody's really fussy about water droplets on their car. Uh, you can buy them from some stamp companies, but they're a lot more expensive than just going to the dollar shop or to Bunnings and buying a car chamois. I do recommend cutting it up into smaller pieces. All you have to do is wet it, wring it right out so it's just damp, not sopping wet. And then you can keep it on your desk and use it to wipe your stamps clean. I still would then stamp onto the scrap paper just to make sure they're really, really clean. Remember the yellow ink pad. A word of warning to those of you who love to keep their craft supplies in pristine order. Ink is going to stain your stamps. It is inevitable. It is going to happen. Different kinds of ink I find stain differently. So for example, my Sukuneko Memento Tuxedo Black ink, which I use for Copics, if that's the first ink I use on a brand new polymer stamp set, it kind of stains them a yellowy color. Now I'm not saying the whole stamp goes yellow. There's just a tint. It's no longer a clear stamp. It has a tint of this yellow. But if the first ink I use is Ranger Archival Jet Black, it's more of a pinky purple kind of stain. It's really amazing. It's just the nature of the polymer to take on some of the ink properties. If your stamps are stained, it is actually the sign of a good quality stamp. It doesn't affect your stamps. It doesn't mean that they're dirty. It's just the way things are. So that's one of those perfectionist things that I encourage you to let go. If you're going to use your stamps, they are going to get stained. Rubber is the same. Now that's it for the absolute basics of things that you need to start stamping. Of course, there are lots of extra things that you can get. You can go down the embossing road and with heat guns and anti-static pouches and glitter sparkles and all that kind of stuff and markers and pencils and paints and all that kind of thing. But these are not things you need to start stamping. These are extra fun toys that you can get a little further down the line. If you are working within a limited budget, don't be afraid to purchase small stamp sets. You'll be surprised how versatile that they can be. I have a few video series on my YouTube channel showing you how to take one stamp set and use it 
in a number of different ways. I'll link to a few of those in the show notes as well. I really enjoy stamping. You know what? Scratch that. I love stamping. I love it so much because I can't draw, but I love coloring in. So stamps solve that problem for me. If you are looking for stamps in Australia, I do invite you to check out my online store at dawnlewis.com.au as stamps are my speciality. Remember, people will tell you that you need a whole lot of things, but one person's need is another person's budget buster or want list item. So ease in at first, and if you get hooked, then you can start investing in the new toys. Thanks so much for joining me in the craft room today. You can find links and other information about today's episode in the show notes. And if you enjoyed this episode, please consider sharing it with a friend or leaving a review on iTunes or Stitcher. I'd really appreciate that. I do hope you have a very crafty day and I will see you next time. Bye for now.